Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening and welcome to the Vibrarian Show. My name is Joelle and I am your host. I am here to elevate, enlighten, and empower with information and conversation that I trust you will find at least entertaining and hopefully elevational and uplifting. I'm here every week on the Vibrary Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. You can call in during the show at 646-787-8436. If you've got a comment or question, want to come on the air, chop it up, uh, add your two cents or anything, just press the pound one key, and that lets me know that you'd like to come online. And I am always welcome to any question. There's no question that's too outlandish or too wild because we are here on a quest for knowledge. I like to think of it as a little bit of X-Files and a little bit of Indiana Jones. So we're looking for the truth. We're looking for the mysteries that are out there. And I am having the most awesome time uncovering these topics of conversation. Now, I'm putting together, you know, the community that I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe. And on Instagram and Facebook, you can find and connect with me if you key in at the Vibrarian. That is like librarian, only I'm a high vibe information guru. So that is V I B E as in energy, R A R I A N. If you see something that you want to share that is positive, that's inspiring, that's uplifting, that's heartwarming, you know, hugging kittens and babies, things like that, please do tag me, tag Get Lifted or Good Vibe Tribe because I believe in passing on the positivity. There's way too much negative things that are passed around, and I am all about contributing my energy to that which makes the world a lighter, brighter place. If you're doing something that I can help amplify, please let me know because I'm going to spread it as far as I possibly can. Now, each week on the Vibrarian Show, we're here on Thursday evenings at 9 p.m. for Elevational Conversation. And you can also tune in on Tuesdays, which is the night for the Psychic Inside Show. I believe that everyone is psychic, you just may not realize it. And so each week I bring on people to share stories about how they came into recognizing their various psychic gifts and abilities. And uh, it is a awesome conversation of talking with the most amazing people from week to week. You never really know where people have come from and where they are going. And I think that these kind of conversations are an awesome way to realize that maybe you're not alone out there in this big old world of ours. If you want to catch any of the shows that have been broadcast over the last year since we've been producing, you can check out The Vibrary on YouTube. There you'll find all of the archives with the various people I've interviewed, our topics from previous shows on the Redburn Show. It's just a whole lot of content that I think you will find helpful. It's like opening up the door to the library and sitting down with a good book. Um, we've talked about past lives and reincarnation. Uh, we've talked about astral travel. We've talked about um, astrology. And like last week, my guest on the Vibrarian Show was Monique Ruffin, who is a phenomenal woman, and she is an astrologer. She was talking with us about the mystical, magical moon and why the influence of the moon is important and how it affects us throughout our daily lives. So I definitely would encourage you to 
step on over there and check out the replay and the broadcast of that. Now, this week, it's just a general open line, so all the phones are open. If you have a question that you want to talk about and you want to add to the conversation, maybe a theory or a tidbit or a nugget that you heard about, please just let me know, and we'll bring you on the air. I personally am feeling, well, A, I live in Atlanta, so anyone who's been through Atlanta or in the south in the spring knows that it is yellow pollen season. Everything is going to be coated with it, including your fingers and hands when you open your car doors. And if you've never had allergies before, then you're certainly experiencing them down here <laughs> at this particular time. So it's always an interesting time of year for me because in the past I have been ill and struggling with big itchy eyes and asthma and all that kind of stuff. But this year, I'm managing things a lot better. And I think that a lot of it has to do with, A, my vibrational state and my overall health. So, uh, you know, I'm really excited about that. And I would absolutely encourage you to look at natural remedies such as bee pollen and having honey sourced from local plants and things to help you kind of combat this stuff so that you don't have to drug yourself on a constant basis in order to have some semblance of life. But if you are having like pressures and sinus headaches and things of that nature, you might consider that it's an allergy response, but you also might want to consider that there are some atmospheric things that happen, pressure that comes in when we are experiencing energy from out in the solar system that rolls across the planet, and these things can make you feel like the barometric pressure, like somebody's making your head squeeze in a vise that you just want to pop from the pressure in it. Um, you could have headaches or vision, blurry vision, blurry um, eyes, maybe heart palpitations. Now, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor and get things checked out, but in the absence of any other medical reason, you should consider the topic of what we call ascension flu. And what this means is this is a time when, like, your cellular body is responding to the environmental energies, and that could be plasma particles from outer space. It could be the magnetic waves from if a solar flare has kind of gone through our atmosphere. You know, we're energetic beings, so we're constantly responding to the particles and molecules that are around us and sometimes those things those kind of feelings and alignments may present as you feeling somewhat ill or somewhat sick so you know people who start to tune in to their lives are able to kind of chart where the uh, when the energies are coming in and, of course, there are scientists. Um, one of the channels that I love to watch is Suspicious Observers. Uh, he is a purely scientific gentleman who has been running a podcast and website for several years, and he is tracking the solar activity and how it relates to earthquakes and storms and disruptions, um, tropical depressions, how all of those correlate to the activity that we can see on the solar disk through the solar solar observatories and things like that. So if you're a science-based person, you would definitely like looking at his information. Um, 
uh, people like Lisa Transcendence Brown, you can also check her out. She's out in Hawaii. She's very sensitive to the energies that are flowing through and is generally posting out information for the collective to know when there's going to be incoming issues where you might be feeling these dis- disruptions, if you will. Also, I think Diane Canfield is another name of a person who I subscribe to her energy updates and newsletters. So as you can see, I'm all about information and passing along the resources that you need to kind of stay up to date. I am by no means the first source of original information, but I can cite the hell out of stuff. (laughs) It's kind of my library in nature, so consider this like a little energy bibliography of places to go. Also, you can look at, like, the Schumann residents, which are people who are monitoring, like, the vibrational frequency of the fields around the planet. And there are plenty of theories about the fact that when the Earth's frequency or tone shifts, that those of us who are inhabiting this little blue marble of ours, we also shift in response to those fluctuations. So it's really quite fascinating when you start to realize how connected we truly are to everything around us. We don't exist in a bubble, people. Um, Well, we couldn't exist in a love bubble, but that's a separate topic, you know. But uh, we're absolutely interconnected. So when there are things happening to your weather and things happening to the pressure and atmosphere around you, it absolutely makes sense that you're going to respond to it at a cellular and biological level um, within your human structure. Right now is a time that I am feeling just very excited about. Um, You know, the whole pollen thing is like it means the weather is warmer, and that means that, you know, we can put away our boots. And in Atlanta and the south, we're a couple months ahead of those folks who are living up in the northern places that are still needing to bundle up. So it's great because we're already getting ready to have, like, the Dogwood Festival and outdoor activities and springtime. The kids have been on spring break. There are fairs going on where you can go out and enjoy the sights and sounds with your family, which is really cool. But at its fundamental level, spring is exciting because it is the time for newness. This is like the time for us to really be in a space of figuring out what are we planting? What do we want to pop up into our life, into our reality? What are we wanting to purposely cultivate and put our energy into over the next period of months while the soil is fertile and the bees are out pollinating everything? We have opportunities for those energies to be supporting and assisting us as we are wanting to grow the seeds of inspiration and the projects that we have in mind. Now, some people love this time of year because it gets them a chance to go out and play in the dirt again. The neighbor across the street has been planting his flowers and cleaning up his lawn, and everyone is starting to kind of make sure that the outside of their house is looking good. People have got to go get mulch to put around the bushes and things of that nature. So, In your personal life, have you been cleaning up around? Have you been kind of going through your belongings? And have you been feeling like a little bit of, i got to open up this cabinet and I'm ready to put this stuff away or this doesn't fit anymore? 
or this is not going to work for me for next year. I personally have been going through a little bit of spring cleaning, as they say, where I've wanted to declutter. I've looked at some of the things that I have, and I'm like, you know, I haven't even worn this in over a year. Do I really need to keep it? No. So I'm going through like a kind of subtle decluttering, and that's been over a couple weeks now. And I know and acknowledge that this is because I've, at an energetic level, been preparing myself to be clear and clean. For some of us, what this has also looked like is since like January or late last year or January coming up to this time, you might have been placed in positions where you decided to walk away from things. Maybe you finished projects or you decided to remove yourself from certain circles of friends, or there might have been regular and routine activities that you were doing that you kind of been like, you know, I'm just not really trying to do that anymore. All of that kind of restlessness of like not wanting to align with the old ways and the old people and things that you might have outgrown has been purposeful. You know, um, and it's really gotten us to a place where we have had an opportunity to become very lean, mean, and streamlined. If we've been moving with this energy, then we've got uh, bare cupboards and open drawers that now have space in them. We've moved out that which is no longer fitting us, and we're ready to put in the new spring energy. Maybe it's a new pop of color to your wardrobe. Maybe you've got a new project or idea that's kind of been formulating over the last several months of the winter time that you've been wondering when is this going to happen. I'm thinking about maybe if I, all those kind of thoughts and energies have been leading us towards this time. The springtime is when you are planting the seeds of who you want to be and what you want to be your reality. And today is the 4th of April, 4-4. So there's a little bit of numerology with that information, but it's also a new moon. So uh, as our moon expert shared last week, as Monique talked about, you know, the time for planting seeds and all that happens with this new moon energy, the new seeds that we want to start. Now, a few weeks ago was the equinox, the spring equinox, which was the official changing of the seasons. In this hemisphere, it changes from winter to spring and marks the time when the time of the sunlight and the time of the moonlight are in equal balance to each other. So if we are looking at the sun and the moon reflecting inequality, that is an awesome energy to stand in. If you are looking at how you want to plant seeds in your life, of course you're going to want those things to be balanced for you. And by that I mean, let's say you wanted to start a new project that the idea had been formulating for you and you were finally ready and feeling prepared to do this new thing. Well, you would not want that new thing to 
get you out of life-work balance. Let's say that the project was something that could take all of your time and you wound up being away from your family and, and your personal relationships wound up being neglected and your health routine wasn't done right and maybe you find yourself in a lack of sleep because you're like, oh, I've got to do this, that, and the other to make this this project work. Well, that is not the kind of energy that we would really prefer to be planting seeds and creating from. We want to be at a place where we are balancing all of the aspects of ourselves and we have the absolute opportunity to create our reality with that intention of energy. A lot of times we are creating accidentally because we don't realize the power of our energy. We don't realize the power of our words and the things that we are shaping and creating. But what we can do is take an opportunity to say, you know what, I am going to be an intentional manifester and I'm going to align with this energy of balance, harmonious balance of equal day, of equal night, of equal work, of e equal leisure, of, of equal labor and equal love, right? So I want to take all of that energy around the equinox. At the same time, we had the full moon in Libra, and the beginning of Aries season. So what is so important about those energies and how do they contribute to the concepts of equal and balance? Well, of course, Libra is the scales. And so we had a full moon in Libra. So it's like harvest season in the fullness of the moon. So you have this expansion of energy and connection that talks about how you relate to others, how you balance yourself in the context of how you are out in the world interacting with others. Those can be coworkers, that could be family, that could be friends, uh, it could be strangers on the street, right? So what we always want to do is be balanced. We don't want to overgive to people. We don't want to under-receive from people. We don't want to have bosses that work us to the ground. Uh, we don't want to have uh, spouses who leave us no space for ourselves and our personal enjoyments and hobbies and activities, right? So we're taking that Libra energy of balance, which compounds on the energy of equilibrium, of being in the center of something, and we're coming up right behind it with the very beginning of the zodiac, which is Aries. So for a lot of us, we recognize and feel this as the new year. Some people make uh, statements on January 1st uh, because the Roman calendar and things of that nature. But in terms of the awareness that astrology gives us, Aries is the beginning. Aries is the first sign of consciousness uh, which stands up and says, I am. And then it begins to answer the question, well, what am I? And so Aries energy sets out to figure out what's that over there. Who's that? What does this feel like? If I do this, what is going to happen? So it's very much an I, I, I kind of place, 
but it's sitting in opposition to Libra, which is a very we, we, we kind of place. So in between these two dates, we have the equinox period, which is sitting at an equal balance. And that's a huge lesson for us because we have to learn how to relate to others and honor ourselves. We have opportunity to learn how to love others, but first we learn to love ourselves. So that kind of energy in March really set the stage for me personally in terms of how I was going to approach my spring planting season. And so, you know, since that point of March 21st, we've been moving fully in through the Aries months and the Zodiac, and that will go until I think it's April 20th, give or take, 19th, 20th, somewhere around there. And that's when we then move into the Taurus or May energy, which is slightly different. But in, in terms of this Aries season, we have this new moon now. We're in the midst of figuring out who we are and knowing that we are a being, knowing that we have consciousness, knowing that we have energy to give to something. So we're standing at this point of saying, okay, now what seeds do I want to plant? Because those seeds are going to go into the fertile soil and they are going to take cultivation. They will take not only the energy of the sun and the rain and the nature, like bees and things that pollinate and help germinate, and the worms and the earthworms and things that add their nitrogen and nutrients to the soil, but we ourselves are also going to be tending and checking on those seeds. And we all know, even if you've never gardened, you all know that if you don't tend to something, it will just grow willy-nilly and rampant, and it might come become overgrown with weeds. Uh, it might uh, choke out. There might be plants that choke out what you're intentionally trying to grow. So it's going to take a level of attention and awareness as you move forward through this spring nurturing cycle. Now, what I do is I've learned that the energy with which I do things is going to be the energy that infuses into those things as they are growing, and that will be part of that manifestation that comes forward. So I'm really taking this spring fling excitement of, oh, it's beautiful outside. What beautiful things am I going to create? What is the nourishment that will come from the ideas that I am bringing forth and the things that I am putting my labor and effort to? I'm not sitting out there thinking, oh, this is backbreaking labor and, oh, I have to go hold a row again and, Oh, you know, I'm not looking at these things with that kind of energy because I can still, you know, I could do that if I want to, but it might be that my projects then continue to generate that kind of energy that I infuse them with. And I certainly don't want to, like, say, come up with a project 
and I decide, you know what, I'm going to contact these people. I'm ready to launch the project. Here I go. And to sit there then and be stressing every time I'm in the meeting with them and to be worried about all the pieces and are they going to come out right and to be, uh, you know, concerned. All these negative kind of things, I don't want that to be what I have to continuously experiment, excuse me, experience, experience for my project to be successful. So at the outset, I am working with my energy to infuse my seeds with sparkles, with excitement, with vibrancy, with joy. You know, I want to be in a project with a group full of people where we're excited to get into the room and we're collaborating and things are flowing easily. You know, I want um, my, say, house renovation. I don't want it to be like the money pit where it's like, oh, where is the next thing going to go wrong? How much is this going to cost me more? No, I want it to be like, oh, look how beautiful this is turning out as we are replacing these things in our house, right? So energy is super, super important as we're planting our seeds, right? So if you are feeling things that are low vibration, you don't squish those down. You know, you look at why. What is it that you're feeling? What is it that is stressful? What is it that is taking away from your joyful cultivation of your life? And use those things then as a lesson, as a tool. Like, you know, for me... What I find is that, say I have a project and I want to bring it forth, but it's going to require a lot of document drafting and editing of materials of me to type 30 pages worth of materials to get the report into people. I personally find that stressful. I could do it but I am not necessarily going to feel great as I'm doing it. So when I envision planting my seeds for my project, I'm going to make sure that I don't I don't write down what I don't want the project to look like, but I certainly do infuse it with what I want the project to feel like. I don't want my projects to feel like struggle. I don't want my my projects to feel like power struggles or position jockeying. You know, I want my projects to feel like beautiful collaborations where people are putting in their best contribution and we're having, you know, a great time and we're all at our peak best as we are bringing this particular work out. I'm sure that you also would want like your house and it to be beautiful. You would not want to look at your beautiful new deck and think about, oh, my God, I was out there so many hours and the contractors didn't show up and I finally had to do it myself. I got it done. My seed was planted, but there was struggle and strife in between the beginning to the harvest. I say Infuse your seeds of intention that it is filled with ease and joy, you know. Um, and so these are principles that you can learn more about as you look into things like the law of attraction, uh, the, you know, Abraham and Esther Hicks who talk about, like, 
your vortex and that you're creating all these things that are coming back to you. I absolutely believe in that. And so I am like the joyful farmer right now, okay? You know, you can picture me in coveralls with a little piece of straw out my mouth and my hose over my shoulder, and I am happily going out to the field to go ahead and look for the places where I'm going to plant my seeds. And then as I return back from that moment of seeding and intending and placing something out of my mental space to where it can grow into tangible reality, I'm doing it with the happiest energy that I can possibly do. I'm actually hearing the song, Just Whistle While You Work, (laughs) in my head, right? So like this feeling of lighthearted expansion and excitement. The beautiful part about right now is that we are in between two Libra moons. We have two Libra full moons this year. It's the only time a full moon is happening in two signs, two times in one sign this year, which is Libra. So we have this super huge opportunity to have a harvest that is balanced, that is just, that is fair, and that is truly centered instead of lopsided. And to me, that is really excited and exciting. I don't think it's just because I'm a Libra <laughs> at heart, but I think just the idea that we have an opportunity for more balance and for more justice and for more harmony to come from the things that we are putting our energy to in this time is really exciting to me. So, There are a lot of things that are happening in our society right now, especially if you're in the United States or in the U.K., they're struggling with, you know, this political stuff with the Brexit. And here in our country, we've got all kinds of things, depending on what state you're in, uh, depending on what level of national engagement you're in, there's a whole lot of stuff. And most of it is absolutely showing imbalance, injustice, disharmony, struggle, stress, strife, toil, labor. I mean, I have really, I do limit my news ingestion because I am not wanting to be on a low boil simmer all day in terms of being upset, angry, or concerned about the world around me. What I have done is pull my focus into my heart and into the world that is like truly immediately around me on the day-to-day basis, like who am I encountering? You know, to me, it does not have any play what political affiliation someone is in when I'm in the grocery store and I'm having a smile on my face and I'm reaching to help somebody get something or I'm asking a question of somebody who's looking at the same product as me or when I'm smiling at the checkout person or when I'm letting someone walk across in front of me safely, all those things, to me, I'm fully present in the now moment of my reality. Now, that is not to say that I am unaware of what is happening in the larger world around me, but I feel that my energetic contribution to the people who I have proximity to, 
who come within a certain number of feet of my energy field, who experience the sound of my voice as I'm talking on the platforms that I have access to, who I know personally and have conversation with on a day-to-day basis, all of that to me is having just as much impact as what we see happening on the levels that are supposedly higher level, the national stage, the political stage, the celebrity stage. You know, all of those things, to me, it means more that I smile at the person in front of me than it does for me to have gone, like, on a rant uh, to my friend on the phone about how terrible things are, right? Because energy is absolutely viral. So as my way of being right now, I'm like, I am a warrior for love and positivity, and I refuse to allow the things that would divide me from other people to become a factor. Sometimes, of course, they do, but my intended goal is that I see everyone as another aspect of myself, and therefore I am happy and joyful, and I treat them with the happy, joyful energy and my happy, dappy little heart, right, as I am encountering them out in the world. To me, that is the best that I can do uh, with my energetic being, to contribute to a shift in society. And what I love is seeing that other people kind of are aligning with that. And I do believe your vibe attracts your tribe. So it's very likely that the people who I am attracting into my reality are open to connection, are open to unity, who are also wanting to be smiled at in the grocery store or to assist a stranger. So in my reality, I'm finding that it is filled with the most awesome people. And it can be like I run into somebody and they strike up a conversation with me and I find out a little bit more about them. And I'm like, wow, that was really cool. I'm glad we paused for a moment in the produce aisle and had this conversation because I learned something new about myself through you. I think it's a great place to be, and I think that if you are in the now moment, if you are in your present reality, experiencing where you are, the people who are around you, instead of focusing external, away, through the people who are celebrities, through the people who we're told we're supposed to be focusing on, that that is part of the WMDs, the weapons of mass distraction that are happening Uh, in so much of what we receive as the supposed reality as filtered through our media. So, you know, as I said, sitting and looking at uh, the external reality would have me uh, upset. And, you know, what that looks like then, say, in terms of what I'm planting If I am looking over at Farmer John's next door to me and I see he has a bigger, newer tractor than me and I allow my focus to come off of the seeds that I am planting with my little hoe and my spade digging holes, then, you know, 
I have been needlessly distracted by what my neighbor has going on. So by focusing on my field, then I am very much content and happy. And when I look over at my neighbor and realize that, oh, my goodness, well, he's harvesting corn and wheat. No wonder he needed a tractor. All I'm growing over here is petunias and daisies. So I did not need that equipment. If I allow myself to distract, get distracted by another person's manifestation, another person's intention, another person's creation, then I have gotten somewhat out of balance and out of alignment. Whereas if we just know that what we have is neither too big nor too small, it is just right for us, it is going to be just as impacting as the person who appears to have, uh, say, larger, different, or more bountiful crop, right? So the same thing, if I allow myself to get distracted by the external world, then I would think that maybe my life is worse than what it really is because I'm looking at the laws that are being passed and I'm looking at the political struggles and the divisions and things that are happening when really my personal reality, if I'm staying focused on that, is really quite beautiful, is really quite uh Equals filled with a diversity of people, a diversity of ages, a diversity of races, you know, uh, a diversity of socioeconomic statuses. If I look external to myself through the filters that are provided, then I would see those things as negative rather than the positives that they are showing themselves to be in my personal reality. One thing that is happening right now that I am finding just so beautiful is I am participating in the 21-day meditation experience with Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey. It's a free app that you can download in the app stores for your devices or use on your computer. I think they have them about three times a year maybe, and it's like a group journey with each day having a theme, a mantra to use, and then a lesson. And this particular theme is about grace and gratitude, right? So like dwelling in this really beautiful energy and looking at all that we are given and the beauty that life can be is really giving me a boost. I'm always a couple of days behind because I'm kind of habit averse, if you will. It's really hard for me to adopt good habits. It's super easy to adopt bad habits for me. <laughs> so these meditation experiences, I kind of picked it up like maybe two days too late, and it's a rolling kind of thing. But as long as you catch it within five days of the first one, then you can pick it up at any time. And I absolutely have been enjoying the fact that I've been a little more diligent about cultivating this energy of grace and gratitude in my life as this meditation started. And I know that it is going to have a super positive impact on the seeds that I am planting right now. It's very beautiful because I think this is fun. Um, 
I think that if you get engaged in it, you would also then actually learn the enjoyment and the pleasure of truly consciously co-creating your reality. And by stepping into the captain's chair, if you will, instead of being in a responsive position. You know, the theme that has come up over and over this week, it's always interesting because I'll hear something in one channel and then the next day I'll hear it in another channel. It's like, oh, wow, cool. I don't take those things lightly because it's not coincidence, right? So the phrase, knowing that life is not happening to you, it is happening for you, right? A lot of us believe that at one point that we are just we're, we have to do these things. It's expected of us. We need to do this. We're placed in a position where we feel like we may not have the choices. When negative things happen to us, we think, oh, why is God punishing me? Why is the devil blocking me, right? So all of those things then place us in a role where we are not necessarily in control and in the captain's chair. It makes us responders to our reality instead of being in that creative driving place. And what I would challenge you to say is, you know, you're not planting another person's seeds. This is your garden. This is your time to choose where you want to put your energy rather than uh, say you're somewhere and you don't like your job. Maybe you don't like the way the companies run or you think that the owner has questionable ethics and you're not feeling comfortable with your con- continued contribution of your energy to those things. Well, you are not trapped there. You know, uh, yes, we all have bills and obligations and things to do uh, that might make us feel like we can't leave that situation or dynamic, but with the intention and seed setting and seed sowing and manifestation purposefully, you can actually begin to do activities in your personal life that will shift your professional life. So if you want to shift to a different vocation and a different way of being you in the world that's more aligned with how you feel inside, well, then start envisioning that at home. Take that and make seeds and water those seeds with your energy of joy and what the possibility of doing what you do elsewhere. Water those seeds and I can pretty much promise you that within the growth cycle, within months or weeks, depending on what it is you're doing, you will absolutely find that sprouting up into your reality is something completely different that really does resonate with what your core desire and true fulfillment is. And when that shows up, you won't be afraid to let go of the old. It will be an easy transferal over into that new thing. So, you know, what that looks like is if you are tired of, if you're eating soybeans, and soybeans is the crop that you've been told you got to work on. You're at the farm, that's what they do, and you've been working that soybean field for 10 years. You've got a lot of time invested, but you know what? Your system has started to get real sensitive, and you really just can't stand the taste of soybeans anymore. Well, you can be over planting seeds of wheat 
And you can be cultivating those seeds of wheat. You can be putting your energy into that crop over there in the energetic space. And as they blossom fully, then, next thing you know, you'll have some physical showing of that energetic sowing, okay? And so then when the wheat is fully mature and ready, you will easily be able to slide out of that soybean field over into your wheat field, okay? Um, And a lot of times we don't trust that this can happen for us. And a lot of that is because we've been taught not to rely on ourselves. We've been taught to externalize our power, to give it away to others, and we've been taught to be fearful of our own power as creators. And I think that the time of of fear is coming to a conclusion because we are seeing the fruits of the labors of other people who have stepped beyond the threshold of their fears. And for each person that you see around you that has left the job that was they thought they were going to retire from and move to some new kind of form of entrepreneurship or move to a different company, and all of a sudden you see them, you're like, well, dang, what happened to John? John looks like he just got a whole new lease on life. Well, yes, John is living his best life because he's aligned with his joy and happiness. And for each one of the Johns that we see doing that, then that is sparking us to say, well, I can do that too. That is the positive way to receive our external reality, through seeing the possibilities, not through seeing it as take them, them taking away from us or us not being able to be exactly where they are. It's like we look at the spirit of the comparison as the most positive rather than a very literal tit-for-tat they do this, I don't have that kind of thing. Much of what we are given in terms of media, especially in the United States, is, you know, if you're watching reality TV, the basic premise is is that these people's lives are so fabulous and so glamorous and so glitzy and so awesome that we need to keep up with them or that we need to tune in with them, that we need to DVR them because they're out and look how much money they spend and look how big their house is and look at all this that, and the other. And the fact of the matter is is that we actually have the beauty of our own life just because it does not seem to be fit for television. That's a false reality. Uh, You know, we're taught to keep up with other people. We've got goals, you know, we've got Instagram goals. If people are showing themselves to be living these fabulous lives and have millions of followers who are tuning in to see every move that they're making, all of that tends to make us vacate our own life. It distracts us from our own self. Um, And so I feel like those kind of things are actually detrimental to us in terms of our awareness. Um, 
there are plenty of people who consume reality TV and they're like, oh, it's this entertainment, it's light and fluffy. But at some point you're looking at uh, the dramas that they're playing, their interpersonal pains and all those kind of things, and they're just basically living their life out loud. And the more dramatic it is, the more the ratings there are, and the more we sit on the couches and eat our popcorn. Personally, I think that if a camera were to follow me around all day, a, it would be terrible for me, truly, because the whole lack of privacy when you're trying to, like, live your life is is kind of challenging. I see that happening, so much pain in the relationships that people are having when they've got them exposed to public commentary on what you just did in, last week on your TV show. But um, when we, you know, if you're stopping your life to go watch another person's life, then that tends to be a counterproductive kind of position. Again, as we talk about a weapon of mass distraction is to have us sit our hours away contributing to another person's reality while setting aside our own in favor of that. And I get it. Some people say, well, it's escapism. But we have an opportunity to plant the seeds right now for a life and a reality that we don't need to escape from. You know, I don't want a vacation from my family and my friends and the creative pursuits that I'm working on. I'm eager to do them every day because it's like passionate for me and I feel that I'm at my best when I'm doing this show here and talking with my clients and conversing with the people who are important to me about what their goals and plans and dreams are. To me, that is like awesome and I would not want to be setting aside my energy of sowing and of nurturing and planting and tending to the garden of the reality that I'm creating in favor of just observing another's. This is my personal opinion. You know, we're all entitled to have ours, but certainly it's a lifestyle that I am uh, supporting in those around me and hoping that is received by people observing me as well. So, you know, as I said, this spring is a wonderful time. I'm super excited, you know. Um, we've got some callers who've been listening this evening. If you would like to come on and share something that you might have been ruminating and getting ready to germinate as a seed, just press the pound one key, and that lets me know that you want to join the conversation And as you're listening in. And I'll be looking for replies when I get this up on, you know, my Facebook page and YouTube. Let me know what are you getting ready to plant? Because if I can add some uh, sunshine to that, if I can help with energy in any kind of way, even just to affirm that, you know, your thought, that your seed, that your intention is valuable, because it came from the heart of who you are, then I'm absolutely here to do that. And I think that as we look at these plants that are going to be cropping up this year, the seeds that we will see by the fall that have matured into a place where they are ready to be fully received and fully nourish us and fully, you know, uh, uh, be our harvest, I'm super excited about that because 
there are plenty of people who are out there sowing seeds of love, who are sowing seeds of service, of improving the environment and the world around them. Uh, There are so many people who are wanting to brighten up their reality and to improve the lives of others, their family, their friends, and the communities and populations that they serve. I think it's beautiful because these millennials, the younger folks, are really just naturally doing that. You know, I I heard this week about the, um, you know, they do these little challenges or whatever, and some of them are really silly, but I think there's one that's like clean up the trash challenge or something like that, um, where, you know, they're going out and they're showing that they went to a beach or they went to a park and they just went through, all of them tweeted it out and instant it out, and then next thing you know there was a convergence of people. They're doing good in the hood, if you will. That's the kind of seed planting that we need to spread and to cultivate and to nurture, and we definitely have to not let these positivities be choked out by any weeds that could be showing up, Uh, and those are the weeds of self-doubt, the weeds of criticism, of comparison, of being, you know, too hard on ourselves, all of those kind of things. We definitely want to root out those energies of stress, of toil, of struggle, of lack. We're rooting all those out of our gardens and out of our manifestations. And if we are focusing on that, Uh, then that is what we will receive. Energy goes where attention flows, and your vibration as you are flowing that energy absolutely affects your crop. We even know that if you talk to water poorly with negative words and harsh energies, the crystals that form from that water will be misshaped, will be distorted you can look up, I think it's Dr. Moto's experiments with the water and ice crystals. We know that plants, if you talk to your plants with loving energy, they'll be flourishing and growing. And if you talk to your plants with harsh words and negative, I mean, you can look all over the Internet. There are science projects that show this is the truth. The plant will not be fully blooming. So we take that same principle and say that the seeds and the intentions that I am working through, I am joyfully, happily, and continuously filling it with the grace of gratitude because I've been given the seeds to even put out there to be manifested. Um, you know, so it's just like really being in a happy, dappy, little airy-fairy place. And some people think that I'm just a hippie at heart, but if it means that I'm just feeling peace and love for everyone around me, then I'll call me hippy-dippy. I'll take it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's because I was born in the 70s, so there's a little bit of that age of Aquarius energy and the, you know, flower child in me, and I think there's a little bit of it in all of us, you know. Now, one of the things that we spoke about was the energy of fours, okay? And so in looking up the numerology, today is 4-4 of 2019. Now, 2019 
In numerology, globally, 2 plus 1 plus 9 is 12, and if you reduce it, you get the number 3. 3 is about going out and taking our energy and partnering with other people, putting something into material through partnerships and co-creative dynamics and collaborations. So if you're taking that energy of 3 and you're putting with it the energy of 4, Four is firm foundations. The four corners of a square, when things are built on that structure, they're very sturdy. When we have the four elements, the the four cardinal points on the compass, the north, the south, the east, west, we've covered the horizontal plane, we've covered the vertical plane. So four is always representing a stability of energy. So I would encourage you to think of the stability, the balance, the equality that that energy is supporting as you sit in this new moon and plant your seeds. May they be something that is firmly built on your personal principles. It's firmly built to be able to support all of your root chakra needs, to support your family for the provisions that you need to have the security and safety and nourishment of food and environment needed for your family and yourself. Uh, What better way to look at planting than for it to be something that is solid, that is strong, that incorporates, you know, our creative and emotional and material uh, and energetic corner points and that they are all balanced and that we're not sacrificing our emotions for our material and that we're not spending too much mental time in opposition to our emotions. You know, we want to be solid. We want to be in equilibrium. We want to be balanced and harmonious. And all of that is an opportunity for us to take in this now moment as things are aligned to support you moving forward Relish that. I certainly am, and I'm so excited about this time. I'm planting my seeds. I'm sowing my, I don't want to say sowing my oats, but okay, I'll say sowing my oats, and I don't mean it in the old way. I'm talking about in the new way, okay? And I'm so excited to see what is going to come up, and I'm ready to do the joyful cultivation that these Um, seeds will take because I know that what is going to be harvested is going to be what I absolutely desired for myself to bring into reality. So I am so excited this weekend. You know, I've got a lot of things going on. Please check out the Vibrarian on Facebook. Uh, This weekend I'll be up at the Big Psychic Fair in Roswell, Georgia, with Gloria Parker's event. It's been going on about 25 years. Um, I'm one of the readers this month. I'll be there on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday is from 10 to 6. 
and Sunday from noon to 6. And that is at the Blue Barn or Harmony Place up in Roswell, Georgia. Um, on April 10th, the Vibrary is hosting an awesome class, Employing the Angelic Realm with Dr. Tracy J. Dr. Tracy has created a system of working with the angelic realm in order to bring forth your business ideas and to take your existing business, if you've got one, to the next level. And registration is still open for that class. It's available either April 10th or April 17th. Uh, we just finished going to the Bell Point Gem Show up in Cobb at the Cumberland area here in the Atlanta area uh, a couple weekends ago. It was really awesome. I got some great new crystals and brought some new family members home with me. And I think we're going to be taking a trip to to the amethyst mine at some point. So if you want to join any of these outings with the Good Vibe Tribe, Definitely follow the page so you can check out where I'm going to be next. If you're out in public, stop me and say, hey, give me a hug. And if you live somewhere else out in the world, just know that I am virtually hugging you and I'm appreciating all of your energy that you've exchanged with me listening to the show tonight. To all my YouTube listeners, thank you for liking, subscribing, and sharing when you hear this. So for each of you who are out there in this world, I absolutely wish for you that the seeds you are planting right now are going to just fill you to overflowing with blessings so much so that it pours out into the world outside of you to bless them too. Know that the light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste.